Life is rough. You gotta take the time to focus on what brings you joy. As the Japanese say, ikigai. Or, what am I nerding out about right now? <laughs> Join us at the gaming table. Or reading nook. To find your happiness. I'm Lainey. I'm Marshall. And this is Elated Geek. Hello and welcome to 2021. Woohoo, the millennium is finally old enough to drink, and now I feel like I need one. <laughs> Today we are going to bring to you our December stats, what we've read or what I've read in the past week, <laughs> and also our 2020 wrap up of everything we've read through 2020. Yeah, so uh, if what's been going on in the world over the last year hasn't made you hold on to your seats, hold on to your seats. This is this is going to be a lot. Yes, because we had so much more time. Well, I had so much more time to read this year because of everything that was going on. I think a lot of these stats were a little surprising, so I want to see yeah. what I can do for 2021 after this. But anyway, let's get into, first off, what I read in the last week. Last week, we did talk about what we read the two weeks before, mm -hmm. but this week, I just wanted to wrap up the last books that I did in December so we could kind of start the year fresh. Mm -hmm. So today, we'd like to hear about what you guys are all drinking. Go ahead and send us your messages at share at elatedgeek.com. Just so you know, we are drinking coffee. She's got some of the cold brew that I make here at home. It is the Donut Shop variety from Target. Oh, yeah. Uh, See, I never know which one he's made because we cold brew it in a very large glass jar. And I don't really know which one it is. He just hands it to me. Right here. <laughs> Drink this. Uh, I am drinking the cold brew coffee from Wendy's because we, we grabbed some very bad for you breakfast. Um, I don't necessarily like the Wendy's coffee that much. I think it's kind of watered down. I prefer the ones we make. Yeah, yeah. And if we had more than one serving, I probably would have had our home coffee too. Mm -hmm. I need to make more tonight. Yes. 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 <laughs> and the first book that I read this week was The Project by Courtney Summer. It is coming out next year. I believe it comes out next February. I got an advanced review copy. I had read Sadie, and I really loved the author and how she wrote. So when I saw that this book was coming out, I I had to mm -hmm. read it. It is a book about a girl named Lo. I think her name is Gloria, but they call her Lo. And she and her sister B lost their parents in a car accident. And Lo was actually in the car accident, almost died. And B had been by her side while she was recovering. But then stuff happened that caused her to basically not be in her sister's life anymore. That's kind of part of the story, so I don't want to talk about why. Instead, B finds this religious organization and becomes a part of it, very cult-ish like organization. And then Lo decides she wants to try to find her sister. So she has to infiltrate this organization called the Unity Project to see if she can actually find her sister. A lot of people thought that this book was very cliche as far as it pertains to the cult, uh, religious things, um, that it was a tad bit boring. I did not find it that way. I actually read this book in a day. I zoomed through it 
it overall was just a really great read. And for a time when we are dealing with wanting to know what the heck is going on in our world, it was a really important book for the time period, especially to suss out what is right in this world, what you believe, yeah. what you what is real and what is not real. That's a really important theme in this book. And I think it was just applicable to now. There was a one thing in this book that when I read it, I did not agree with. I did not like what the character choice was. And I felt it was very out of character. I am not the only one who thought this. A lot of people on Goodreads also thought this as well. But that was why I knocked it down to four stars. I probably would have given this book five stars in just the way it was written in the themes if it weren't for this one scene, this one choice that the character made that I couldn't I couldn't really see as part of the story. It kind of jolted me out of the story. Um, so yes, four stars for this one. I really do think Marshall is going to enjoy this book as well. I, I think so because I really enjoyed... Courtney Summers' previous book, mm -hmm. I really loved Sadie. And it was one of my first books getting into this whole booktubing thing. And it was a good introduction to the whole process. Right. So I desperately want to see more. <laughs> the next book I read, I actually finished two books in a day. One was audio and one was an ebook that I had been working on basically throughout the week. And I finally was just like, I'm going to get this done. So the second book I actually read was called Shipped. It's by Angie Hockman. And I actually had also, I think this one comes out this month, and I had heard Gabby Reads talk about it a lot. It was one of her favorite books this year. And the premise is that it is a girl and a guy, kind of like a love to hate kind of situation where they both work for this almost like a travel company in the marketing department. Hmm. They are both up for a promotion to like a marketing director position. And he is telecommuting right now. He's like lives in Michigan and she's in Seattle where the company is. And her boss decides to send them both on a week long cruise to the Galapagos to come up with this like ultimate marketing proposal that's going to to decide who is going to get this position. So not only is it, you know, kind of a contemporary romance, but it's also about cruising and it's also about, uh, mm. you know, islands and unique creatures and things that you find. The book itself was not one I really expected. There is a romance to it, but it's not like this is the only thing that's happening. It's really about them getting to know the people on the boat getting to know what the Galapagos is all about and really the community of it all. I loved this book so much. I did not expect the ending. I There was a very like natural cliched ending this book could have taken and it did not take it. Hmm. And uh, it ended a lot differently than I expected. And I really liked that. I gave it five stars. I, I think even for a contemporary romance, it was just so fun that I, I totally agree with Gabby. <laughs> she like she was right on the money on this book. Given given that this has a big cruise atmosphere kind of thing about discovery, about meeting people, would you classify this as being like one of those kinds of relaxing reads? Oh, I think it was definitely relaxing. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't anything like very tension filled at all. A lot cool. of times in romance, contemporary novels, especially love to hate ones, things happen that are just so awkward that you like cringe and you're like, I cannot read this. 
But this book didn't have any of that for me. The characters, the reason why they didn't like each other was very complex yet easily explained. Okay. It wasn't like they were trying to force them into a explanation of something that didn't make any sense like a lot of other books. They Neither one of them, while they were kind of a little jerky, they did it because, not intentionally, they just didn't realize that that's how they were coming off. Mm. And I like it like that a lot more because the characters are more likable yeah. than in other books where they're just trying to be like, and he's going to be a jerk for no reason. And then you're supposed to like him and root for him. No, no, not there. No. Yeah. So the third book I finished is called Bedazzled. I got it from NetGalley. I think it comes out this month. I did listen to the audio book. This book is by Ryan Lasala. It, he also wrote Reverie which I also read in 2020. And this book is kind of like, I love how it's marketed. It's exactly why I wanted to read it. It's Comic-Con meets Project Runway. It is the story of Rafi, who is very into cosplay. Then he has like a, it's like a YouTube channel, but he calls it something different. It's like a video channel and he teaches people how to cosplay. He does a lot of cosplay competitions, including one very large one. He meets a boy at his, I think he goes to the same school, but he meets them at the crafting store and they end up trying to craft together a, like a team competition pieces, Mm -hmm. right? This book is told in the past and the present, so it's interspliced so you can understand what actually has been happening that makes these two boys fall out of their friendship and their relationship. Why does it seem to be intertwined in the Comic-Con world, but that they mm-hmm. separated? But it is it is fantastic, this book. It is the kind of book where, especially for someone like me who's learning how to craft a lot of their own outfits was full of technical things that I actually understood, but also full of like geeky topics that I actually understood and some that I didn't, but that I was a little bit familiar with. But I think the book itself, it was just, it was something that I feel like you would soak it up because of all of the geeky knowledge that was happening. Oh yeah. Especially because, you know, you are a designer of sorts I think you would find that the technical knowledge in this was also very interesting. I, I used to try and do cosplay. I managed to pull off like one and a half costumes. And I had one costume that was just about done, but I just had to finish one thing about it. And man, cosplay is tough. Cosplay is really tough if you're not actually a costume designer. Right, yeah. It, it can It can really get you. Yeah. So in that book, I basically just gave it a four stars because mm-hmm. overall it was a great book. I mean, there were a couple spots where I, I got a little confused as to what was happening. So that's why I knocked it down a star. But again, it was just it was so much fun and such a great book. So definitely check that out when it comes out. Okay. All right. Let's talk about our December totals. Okay. Marshall, I know this was kind of a slower month for you reading-wise. It really was. How did you go there? So I've got four books that I read this month. (laughs) Um, Three of them are audiobooks. One of them's a comic. And it totals up to being 1,329 pages. And it was evenly split. Two of them were five-star. Two of them were four-star. Oh, Oh, okay. For me, I read 19 books. It's my second highest amount of books in a month for the year. We'll talk about which month I had the most later on. The amount of pages I read is 6,850, which is also the second highest amount of pages. 
Yeah. I read 10 ebooks, five audiobooks, and four physical books. And if you know me, you know that the audiobooks is on the higher side this month because I really plugged in. Yeah. And decided to listen to it. Uh, as far as my stars, I did two five stars, 14 four stars, three three stars, and I DNF'd nine books. So if I had finished those other nine books, it would have been a lot. It would have been like 28. Yeah. But uh, I think that's how, I don't know. I, I was just really focused on not reading books I didn't feel like I was into and just moving on. So yes, that's that's how many I did there. I think we're ready to talk about our 2020 stats. Yeah. Right? Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to preface this by saying that I don't know about for Marshall. I know he was having issues too, but for my Goodreads, it was number one was a little messed up. It mm -hmm. had like some reviews missing that I went through it. I actually had to go through the entire year and figure out what had been missing. And then on top of that, I had reviewed a bunch of like comic books and other small books that I didn't talk about on the channel or reviewed officially. So the stats that I have been given throughout the year are off from Goodreads. So I'm going to primarily when it comes to totals, go by Goodreads. Goodreads has said that I have read but when it comes to everything else, like the amount of different genres and types of books, that's what I personally tallied from what I read. So that is why you're going to, if you try to follow the counts like that, it's not totally going to match. No. In the meantime, I manually tallied up all of my information just because so much of my stuff didn't get onto the Goodreads lists. That makes sense. I think one of my goals for 2021 is to really be more focused about recording what it is mm. we are reading now because yeah. of these types of videos too. And after seeing the different kinds of information that we'd like to present into these yearly wrap-ups, my organization has included new things to record with mm -hmm. each book. So True. So let's start with the big, how many books did you read? This year. Insert drum roll here. Uh, I got 145 books total. That is nothing to sniff at. That is not. However, we're going to get into why that happened in a little I bit. I think I know why. That's, there's a totally, totally understandable reason why. I, according to Goodreads, read 214 books. This is nice. twice as many, over twice as many as I had originally planned. I had planned 104, which would have been two books a week, mm -hmm. and I read a lot more than that. See, even I read your goal, and this <laughs> right. is my first year doing booktube. <laughs> right, exactly. That's great. For my total number of pages, I have 41,172. I have... 69,072. That brings us to very different levels because apparently my totals that I had had for you in our system that we've been using this whole time was off. Yes. And so I had us both written down as level 26 according to our system. And when we get into next year and we start recording next year, I'm going to break down for you what our level system was mm -hmm. that we were using before and what we're using now. Right. But we were both listed at level 26 and I don't know what you're listed at now because I don't have that data anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think my pages is off by about six thousand because like i said there i have two different groups of numbers yeah so let's talk a little bit about what 
like how we got each of these kinds of books right. into our heads. Mm-hmm. I got 44 audiobooks, 15 ebooks, seven physical books, and here's where you're going to find out how I got so many books. 79 graphic novel volumes. Yes. 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 Which is really funny because my number of audiobooks is also 44. Ooh. Which is funny because we did not read the same ones. Correct. Really. I mean, we had some. Mm-hmm. I have 113 ebooks and 27 physical books. Yep. And of course, that's my, my personal stats, not the Goodreads stats. Next year. Next mm-hmm. year. Let's go for ratings. Ratings. Okay. I have 23 five-star books, 78 four-star books. You can see where a lot of those were. 38 three-star books, three two-star books. And then I had two that we kind of ranked as a a special category. Mm -hmm. I did 26 five-stars, 94 four-stars, 58 three-stars, five two-stars, and I DNF'd 59 books this year. I DNF'd one. (laughs) <laughs> That's quite a range. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. All right, let's talk about genres. I think Marshall did this a little differently than I did, but mm-hmm. as far as genres go, I did 135 adult books, 45 young adult books, and two middle grades. And one of the things I do want to do this year is do more middle grade books. I, I th- It's not going to happen in January, though, because I'm already totally overcommitted to books, but maybe, maybe sometime this year I can get that going. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily care about which age range the books are geared towards mm-hmm. directly. I think I tend to skew a little bit more towards the adult level because if you'll see, I've got a lot more horror in my, in right. my books. Mm-hmm. But I, I do enjoy other age levels. Right. What is your top genre of book that you read this year? Horror. But that's because there was two graphic novels that were <laughs> that were horror right. so if you counted like each series separately then horror was one of the lowest by graphic novel it was 73 of them yeah i kind of combined thriller mystery and horror into the same category this year and as such i read 84 of those i think that's my highest my mystery thriller was in a separate category for me uh-huh. and i put that as 15 Okay. For I also combined sci-fi and superhero together. Okay. Bringing me to 21 there, 27 fantasy, and then nine of them I listed as drama slash nonfiction books. Mm-hmm. Like they're books that didn't necessarily have any other genre to go into. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So my next highest was the romance contemporary category, even mm-hmm. if it didn't totally have romance in it. I could still categorize it as a contemporary novel. I did 51 of those. Next was sci-fi fantasy. I did 28 of those. 10 nonfiction. Those were cookbooks or biographies, those kind of books. I kind of all lumped it into there. I got 10 of those. Four dystopian. I don't know why I made it separate when I could have put that in sci-fi fantasy, but I did. So I got four of those. Two graphic novels and two classic books which were Little Women and Great Gatsby. So I do want to read one or two classics this year as well. So let's talk about our best and worst months in 2020. Okay. My best month for both pages and books was June. I read 22 books with a total of 7,206 pages. Okay. 
For me, October was my best month for both categories because that was the month where I read through all of the Berserk comic book series, right. which brought me to 47 books, 12,650 pages. Well, my worst month is actually two different months. If you're counting actual books, my worst month was May, in which I did 10 books. But as you're counting pages, my worst month was October with 3,788 pages. And I actually, I think, did 12 books that month. But for some reason, I had a lower amount of pages. Smaller books. My worst month is the same for both. In February, I only read two books, which totaled up to 765 pages. Mm-hmm. What is your average rating? My average rating is 3.8. So is mine. Very interesting. That is interesting. And the shortest book you read this year? Juice Like Wounds, which was 32 pages. Oh, so that was the one that Shauna McGuire actually put up on her website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I read a book called Court of Savages by Christy Sloat. It was one of those that I think I did for a publisher. It was 108 pages long. Uh, it was very, very short. And I think I read it in ebook. Mm. My longest book was Forging Hephaestus, which was 1,476 pages long, because Drew Hayes doesn't know when to stop. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, that's on my list for audiobooks, and I don't know if I want to spend that much time listening to it. This thing could have been broken up into three separate books. Wow. I mean, we love the Superpowered series. Those books tend to get progressively longer, much like Harry Potter. Yeah. Starts short, and then goes progressively longer. <laughs> so, yes, that's kind of it's It's super thing. long, and people have been asking him when he's going to do the second one. He's like... Yeah, it kind of takes me a long time to make these, so don't expect yeah, it anytime soon. Yeah, it does. My longest book was Little Woman by Louisa May Alcott, which is about 777 pages, so it wasn't as much as Forging a Face Test, but it was still long. Yeah. Do you know your average length of book? 283 pages. I think that's because those graphic novels lowered your average. The graphic novels have a tendency to be like 180 to 200 and something. Mm, yes. My average length was 322 pages per book, which is, is, I think for me, is a fair average because a lot of the books that I read are between 300 and 400 pages. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Now let's talk about things we loved in 2020. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is authors we loved. This could be authors that we read more than one of or authors that we just discovered in 2020 and were like, you're my new faves. Either which, way. Which for me is like almost all of them. Um, uh -huh. There's only like two people that I read that I've read previously. Right. Yeah. But do you have a top three? Yes, I do. You do? I do. Does it match mine? No. Not exactly. We're off by one. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My first one is Riley Sager. And, and that is also my first one. Yeah. I think this year we read every single Riley Sager book that he has out. Mm-hmm. So excited for Survive the Night, which is coming out this year. I will read everything that Riley Sager writes. I will reread. I will listen to Home Before Dark again, maybe even this year. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care. I <laughs> I will read it all. I You know, honestly, I, I'm probably going to skip Final Girls. Uh -huh. I, I didn't do it the first time around, but... All of the other books were just so excellent. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I know you skipped Final Girls, but between Final Girls and The Last Time I Lied, I liked Final Girls better. I don't think you should skip it. I think you should try to read it. Mm -hmm. At least do an audiobook, and that way you can 
experience all the books. You should. If it's your favorite author, you should read them all. I probably should. Mm-hmm. So the second favorite author is Seanan McGuire. Me too. <laughs> so this was the two that we agreed upon. Mm-hmm. Also this year we read the entire Rayward Children series. We haven't read other things by Seanan McGuire. I'm partway into middle game, but so many other things came up that needed to be read. it's a long book. It is a super long book. And it, it's it's having a hard time catching me mm-hmm. because of how much jumping around it does. Yeah, I can believe it. It might be one we want to consider getting on audiobook, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, to see if we like it better. <laughs> I think it would be very good as an audiobook, be, especially if the different parts are read by different people. Right. Okay. So now, since this is where we differ, what is your third favorite? Sarah J. Moss. Oh, that is surprising. I'm kind of surprised by it too, but I just, I have grown to have fond memories of the Akatar series. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, the second book in the series really didn't do it for me. Right. Um, The first one was really good. The third one, it wrapped up that story arc very well. And the fourth one just made you really feel for the characters. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I liked it. I think it went well. So you're excited for Court of Silver Flames? Yes. You should probably also try to read The House of the Blood and Crescent Moon. I can't remember the name of that other book that they just came out this year that she wrote. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably, I can But you should read that one. Yeah, I remember it being on our lists here somewhere of, game, of books that are coming out. So yeah. And also, I think on top of that, since you like that series so much, you really should try... The Curse Breaker series, it's very similar in feel. I think you'll yeah, like Yeah, I, I have plans to do Curse Breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that very and I And I do have a feeling that the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss is one that you would also like. I do have the thir- the first. Yeah, I have Throne of Glass, but I haven't been able to read it yet. So that might be another one to kind of dive into if you like that author a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2021 for you should be reading all the backlists of these authors that you like that you haven't been able to yet. Yeah, maybe. All right, so my third author that I love is Maureen Johnson. And what's cool about Maureen Johnson is she wrote the Truly Devious series, but before I got really into doing book reviews, I used to read a lot of Maureen Johnson's like uh, young adult romance, kind of more contemporary novels, and I like them. I like her writing. I like what she does with it. So I think this is kind of more of the same, but when I was going back through my books, I just noticed that I read a lot of her work this year. So I think that's why I chose her. For my top authors that I liked in 2020. Now, this is not necessarily the top authors that I love overall. But I would say Riley Sager is now on that list as well. Yeah. And, you know, as far as like honorable mentions, for me, Maureen Johnson and Grady Hendrix are also on that list. Yes. Uh Because Maureen Johnson just that... That whole series of Truly Devious was just excellently put together. Mm-hmm. And then Grady Hendrix just has a fun time messing with tropes. Seriously, yes. All right, we are down to our top three books of the year. This was so hard for me. So what I had done over the year was I had taken all my five-star reads. I had broken it out. And then I took of those, and sometimes not of those, but I would uh, pick my favorite book that I read each month. And then from those, I had to pick my top three. And this was not easy. 
at all. <laughs> it was not easy. There were some that I wanted to put on there because I, lo I loved them and couldn't stop talking about them. But then when I really had to consider the merit of the books, I felt like I needed to choose one from each genre of my top books that I was reading. Um, because I felt like that was a little more true to the spirit of which I was reading the books. Mm -hmm. um, how did you choose your top three? I chose my top three just by the ones that impacted me the most. The ones that were like, I felt like I learned something as an author by reading them. Mm -hmm. And things that just, you know, gripped me. Mm -hmm. So what are your top three? Well, I, in the fantasy category... I have chosen House in the Cerulean Sea by mm -hmm. T.J. Klune in the more young adult, maybe mystery category. I chose The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And in the thriller category, I chose Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. So those are my top three of the year. Like I said, I just chose one from each of my major categories that I had read this year. Uh, for me, it is Lock Every Door by Riley Sager, Anxious People by Frederick Bachman, mm -hmm. and then No Exit by Taylor Adams. By Taylor Adams. So you basically were like thriller, 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 I, uh, I one have, contemporary. <laughs> thriller, thriller, and a contemporary. Um, but the reason I liked the thrillers were very different. Mm -hmm. I liked Lock Every Door because it took this feeling of a haunting place or a cult or a something in this building. And it just kind of kept on twisting it and turning it. And it played with its different tropes very well. I liked No Exit because it was such a thrill ride. Right. There was so much just constantly going and it made the main character who was not a super person just feel super. Mm -hmm. And then Anxious People I loved so much just because every single person in there you fell in love with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the story is told so scattershot. It's all over the place. So you're constantly having to pick up whatever little thread has been dropped here and see how it plugs into the rest. So you never really know everything of what's going on. Right, yeah. So what do you have to say overall about your reading journey in 2020? I... Learned that I liked a little bit more contemporary stuff than I thought I did. I learned about the thriller genre, which I knew existed as a as a movie genre, but I didn't really get as separate from horror. Mm -hmm. Now I really feel that there's a massive difference. Mm -hmm. And I learned that if I have to catch up with you, I need to read a lot of comics. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I still have a, a huge amount of manga just sitting, waiting for that. Well, I would say, like, because of the way that you read, you could read the manga and listen to the audiobooks, and oh, yeah. you could just coast along like that. I, I also have an intent sometime this year. This is a – here's a little bit of a an admission. I DM a lot for uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I control a lot of the games for those that don't play it. And I have a good number of these books. I have never read the player's handbook from f cover to cover. Wow. 
I have never read any of the books from cover to cover. I've read their information, and I know how to reference their information when I need to, but I've never read them from cover to cover, and I'm thinking it might be a good idea, especially since for Christmas I got Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. that was, that I, I like what Wizards of the Coast is doing with their books now, where they don't just go, okay, here, here's a bunch of rules. Have fun with it. They they brand those rules with a character mm. and they make it have fun with it. Right. I like that. So for me for 2020, I think I learned also more about the thriller genre. I didn't know about it in 2019, but I think in 2020 it really took hold. I also explored the horror genre, which was not my thing before. I had not read really any horror books. I still haven't really read Stephen King, except for like a few of the short novellas. I haven't read his other books. So for 2021, I do want to make it a goal to read at least one Stephen King book. I have it on my shelf. It's Salem's Lot. I was going to read it last year, just didn't do it. So that's one of them. And then the other one is just to be a lot more organized in documenting my reading on Goodreads in my reading journal and really being intentional about only reading books that I want to read, especially when I request books for review. I tend to sometimes be like, oh, well, that looks good. Instead of really being like, do I want to read this? Do I really, like, when I get to it, do I really want to read this? I'm trying to be better about that, being a little more picky so that I'm not so overwhelmed by the amount of books I do have to read. Because I'm in a book club that has a lot of monthly challenges, it's easy for me to need a big pool of books to choose from so that I can get this completed. But at the same time, I feel like I have so many and I, and I'm, I just want to finish a lot of the ones that have been sitting around for a while. So yeah, that's basically my, my whole past and future. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Elated Geek. Follow us on social media for pictures and more info on things we talked about in today's podcast. You can find Lainey on at Zany Lainey or me at One True Hazard. You can also find at Elated Geek on our Instagram. And you can also find Elated Geek Tweets on Twitter. If you want to go to a website, we have www.elatedgeek.com. Links for these are in the show notes. If you want to help us to continue to bring you new and exciting things to nerd out about, please consider donating to our coffee account. The link is in the show notes, and every donation is accepted with total appreciation for your support in us. Send us your geek obsessions or topics that you want us to experience and talk about in future episodes. Email us at share at And until next time, geek out.